Hello, I'm Tammy Jackson, and we're talking about prayer and health. Before we jump into the topic, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I am the senior pastor at Anniston First United Methodist Church in Anniston, Alabama. It is my joy to serve the congregation there and to lead them in the wonderful work that they are doing in that area. It is also my privilege to currently serve as the chair of the Board of Orday Ministry here in the North Alabama Conference. My husband Joseph and I have been married for 31 years, and we have three adult children. Ryan is 27, Andrew is 29, and his wife Bethany is our third child. There are many ways to join a family, and marriage is one of them, and so Bethany is now one of us. I was honored to be asked to do one of these podcasts. One of the reasons is because I just believe that prayer is an absolute game changer. I believe prayer is so much more powerful than we even realize, and most of us don't do enough of it. Most of us don't do enough of it individually. At least I don't. I wish that I could pray so much more than I do, but I also don't believe that we do enough of it together with others as churches and in worship I believe we could have such a more powerful influence in this world if we could unleash the power of prayer. But I also was very honored to be invited to do this podcast on prayer and health because I'm passionate about that topic. There is an intersection between faith and spiritual disciplines and practices and our health, especially our overall health, our physical health, our mental health, and our spiritual health. And science is now finding support for what we already knew, that we have a need to connect with God and that we have a need for all of us to be aligned with God. The role of faith and spirituality just cannot be ignored in our overall health. However, we have a lot of cultural influences that don't help with that. Much of what our culture tells us about health, wellness, appearance, size, weight, and beauty actually diminish our self-esteem, create shame within us for who we are and how we're made, and they actually contradict what God says about us. Much of these cultural influences around health distract us from our purpose in life. They create an obsession over weight, size, and appearance that does not help us live into who God has called us to be. Size and appearance are not equivalent with health, and health is not equivalent with size and appearance. Being small, tiny, or beautiful is not the same thing as being healthy, and being healthy can often look different than our cultural norms. But what we do know is that God wants us to be healthy, Sickness, sin, and death were not part of God's original creation, and we believe that when God fully redeems the world, sickness, disease, and death will not be part of that redeemed and renewed world. If we have a healthy, long, and productive life, we have more life to serve God, to accomplish our purpose for being here, and to enjoy the life that God has given us. So a healthy lifestyle and seeking health physically, mentally, spiritually, helps us to be more of who we were created to be and will be good for us overall. So as you can tell, I'm pretty passionate about this topic, so much so that I've written a whole book on it in the context of my own health journey, my own struggle around weight and self-esteem. 
And if you're interested in that, I would love to tell you more about it. Just reach out to me at my conference email, my church email, or on any of the major social media platforms, and it would be my honor to tell you more about that. But we're talking today about prayer and health. We can pray about our health, and praying can help our health. We're really more familiar with the first one, praying about our health. So I want to talk a little bit more about how praying can help us to be more healthy. In order to do so, I need to set up a few foundational issues. First of all, there are three parts of you. You've probably heard people talking about body, mind, and spirit, the three parts of us as people, as human beings. Our spirit is the part that is God-connected the part that God's spirit interacts with our spirit. It is the center of our being and that divine part or spark of us. And then there's the part we refer to as mind. I actually use the word soul instead of mind. The word mind really makes us think about logic, reason, reasoning, those kinds of things. And it's more than that. Our mind is also our emotions how we react and respond, as well as our will, the decisions we make and how we commit and stand in those decisions. So our soul is really our mind, will, and emotions. So the three parts of us will be our body, our soul, mind, will, and emotions, and our spirit. And this is not my original idea. A lot of biblical scholars talk about this, and it may reflect the influence of Greek philosophy on the early development of our faith. However, the use of the terms soul and spirit are not necessarily consistent throughout Scripture. We often use them interchangeably, and that's okay. But I want to direct you to a couple of Scriptures that really indicate that we can think of the soul and the spirit as being separate but connected. And that is 1 Thessalonians 5.23 and Hebrews 4.12. Ultimately, the way I see it is that you are a spirit— that has a soul, that lives in a body. These parts of you, while they are all distinct, are also all intimately interconnected. What happens in one area affects the others. When you are physically ill, for instance, it can impact your soul, your emotions and your thinking, and sometimes even your spirit. Think about this. Do you find it hard to concentrate when you have a headache? That's that interplay of what's going on in your body and what's going on in your mind. We can find it difficult to make decisions when we are sick. If you are violently ill with a virus, that's not the time to make decisions about a job or purchasing a new home or car or investing. And science tells us that many heart patients have changes in their emotional status. Open heart surgery patients tend to be more emotive more emotional, more connected to their emotions and expressive of them than they were prior to their heart attack and open heart surgery. So what is happening in our physical bodies can absolutely impact what's happening in our souls, but the opposite is true. Our emotions can bring about physical changes for us as well. Think about when you're nervous. We talk about having butterflies, that feeling in our stomach. We can feel nauseous, we can get a dry mouth and sweaty palms when we're nervous. When we're upset, we may have trouble eating, we either eat too much or we can't eat. 
When we're tense, we can clench our jaw, tighten our shoulders, and stiffen up in our bodies. In that way, what's happening in our soul, our mind, will, and emotions, is affecting our body. But both our body and our soul can affect our spirit. If we're going through a very difficult time, physically or emotionally, we can sometimes feel like God is not present or not listening to us because what's happening in our body and our soul is deafening us or making it harder to hear God. So as I said, praying, we can pray about our health, but praying can help our health. When we pray about our health, we're asking God to heal, strengthen, restore, and renew us. We're asking God to act on our behalf in those areas. But the very act of praying can in itself be helpful to our health. And I want to talk about four of those ways. The first one is that giving voice to our concerns often reduces their power and decreases our anxiety about them. Sometimes we just need to say what we're thinking or feeling. We need to get it out. We need to admit to our worst fear. Just acknowledging can be powerful. The second way is that talking, talking to someone is a powerful tool. Often when someone is struggling with something, we will say to them, maybe you should talk to somebody about this. And what we usually mean is talking with a professional, someone trained to guide us through conversations and dealing with our emotions and our reactions to them. This is why therapy is good for us, but it also works on a less structured and formal way. It's why we like to talk to a friend or a mentor. It's why we need a confidant in our life, someone that we can share our innermost thoughts with that we know won't judge us or reject us for them, someone with whom we can share our heart. And God can absolutely be one with whom we do that, with whom we lay bare our very soul. The third way is that when we claim God's promises in our prayers, we are reminding ourselves of those promises. And we often need to be reminded of what God can do, of who God is, and how God has promised to care for us and to act on our behalf. In this way, we renew our minds. We line our thinking up with God's thinking. We align ourselves with God. We say about ourselves what God says about us. We say about our situation what God says about our situation We say about the world and how things ought to be what God says about how things ought to be. And this is helpful to us. We sometimes need to be reminded that our loving God has room for our frustrations, fears, anger, grief, disappointment, and all the other feelings. And that these are commingled right alongside our belief, faith, trust, reciprocated love, and gratitude. The proportion of each of these is mixed and may vary from day to day or even from moment to moment, but that is okay. For when we are weak, God is strong. And if God is who we believe God is, that God is all-knowing, 
then God already knows what we're thinking and feeling. Our simply saying it or admitting it just clears the air. And this strengthens our relationship with God. It doesn't weaken it because honesty and openness are foundational to an intimate relationship. So our admitting it, our saying it, makes our relationship with God even stronger. And this is true even if we are almost accusing God of failing to keep God's promises because there's room for all of this in our relationship. And the fourth way is that praying positions us to hear from God, to receive the answers that we are seeking. We believe that prayer actually changes things because God actually acts and moves in us, among us, through us, and on our behalf and for us in the world. We are not deists. We don't believe that God just created this world, wound it up like a spinning top, and set it off to move with no further action or attention to it. No, we believe in a God who is both transcendent and imminent, who is present with us here and now and active in and among us. Sometimes when we pray, prayer changes us. Sometimes prayer changes me. It aligns how I'm thinking, feeling, changes my perspective. And then sometimes prayer changes the situation because God moves and acts or shows me how to move or act to change it. And maybe, maybe both of those happen. And maybe both of those happen all the time. Even when I can't see what is happening and how God is moving. So remember to leave space in your prayer and in your prayer time for God to get a word in edgewise, for God to speak to you. Learn to pause and listen. Learn to be still and silent in the presence of God. Make it a conversation. Talk to God and then listen. Let it ebb and flow. Now, I feel like I need to say that God doesn't always give us the answers that we seek. For whatever reason, sometimes God just doesn't choose to share all the details with us. But we often feel better anyway for having had the conversation. I'm reminded of when I was a young person, which was a, a, a minute ago. Um, but I would talk with my parents because I wanted them to change their mind on a decision they had made or change their position on something I was wanting to do, and we would have a conversation. Now, very often, I didn't persuade my parents to my position, but I was always convinced that they loved me and that they were doing what they at least believed to be the best thing, even if I didn't agree with them. I was reassured that they were not capricious or cruel. They were not uncaring, unaware, or absent. They were not indifferent and couldn't be bothered with what was going on with me, but that maybe we didn't have the same perspective. So even if I didn't get the answer I wanted, I had gotten an answer. And sometimes God may not give us the details, but just engaging in the conversation and being together, we get an answer an answer that can sustain us. 
So we can pray about our health, and praying can help our health. Let's review the four ways. Giving voice to our concerns can often rob them of their power and anxiety over us. Talking to someone can help us, especially when talking to our God. And when we claim God's promises, we remind ourselves of those promises. And by doing so, we deepen and strengthen our relationship with God. And praying can position us to hear from God and get the answers that we need. You see, our bodies and minds need to release the tension, stress, and worry that it carries for us. Our body and mind try to carry these things, and it weighs our heart and mind down, and it also negatively impacts our physical, emotional, and mental and spiritual health. We can cast all our cares on Jesus, knowing that he cares for us. We can lay our burdens down at the feet of Jesus. This will allow our burdened hearts, minds, bodies, and spirits to become unburdened. And we function better. We fulfill our destiny and purpose. We enjoy life. We experience life more abundant and free when we are unburdened and not weighed down by all of that. And by placing ourselves in our right position to God, we can better understand what's our responsibility and what's God's responsibility. And this helps us live a healthier lifestyle and helps us be more healthy and whole. So let's actually pray. I invite you to find a quiet spot, somewhere you can get comfortable, wherever that may be, Maybe take a few deep breaths, settle your heart and mind as we engage in some prayer around our health with God. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, you are our creator, our great physician, our comforter and our healer. You are our strength the place where we run in times of need and trouble. Heal us, we pray, in our bodies, souls, and spirits. Remind us that we are made in your image and we carry in us your divine breath. Remind us that our variety is a reflection of your will and that each of us is fearfully and wonderfully made. Renew our minds to what you say about us and lead us to practices that will make us healthy and whole. Deafen and close our ears to cultural pressures around dieting, size, and appearance. Help us to step off the diet roller coaster and step into sustainable practices for health, wellness, and longevity. Protect our hearts, O God, and our minds from voices that shame us for who we are and how we are made. Teach us to see ourselves as you see us. Let us rest secure in the knowledge that our sacred worth is found in Christ Jesus, and that you love us 
as we are, even as you seek to take us to the place where you ultimately want us to be. We are works in progress, clay in your divine potter's hands, molding and making us, but already valuable and precious in your eyes. Cultivate within us a love for healthy things. Like Daniel and his companions, may we pass over the empty and unhealthy and choose quality and nutritive sources that will strengthen, repair, heal, and sustain our bodies and our minds. In your loving kindness, bring our awareness to our actions around our health. Show us when we are eating our emotions, our boredom, or our search for meaning and purpose. Reveal to us better and more effective ways to address those things, to handle our anger, frustration, and stress than by harming ourselves with food. Teach us not to seek to self-medicate from the chemical reactions that food and drink can produce in our bodies. Allow us to lay down and sleep in peace that we might rise to serve you and to bear witness to your love and grace in our lives. Lead us beside still waters and satisfy our souls with your presence. May we do all that we do to your glory and honor. May your goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our life. And when we are gathered to our ancestors, may we hear you say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Through Christ our Lord, we pray these things. Amen. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today talking about the intersection of prayer and health. It's been my joy and honor to come to you with this topic. This is Tammy Jackson. Have a wonderful day.